What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectators. I'm Julian Osius, and I am here in the flesh with my co-host, Brooklyn. What's going on, brother? It feels good to be back in the studio together recording. It's been forever, man. I think it's been since about March. Yeah, since it, we've done a regular episode yeah, like since, this. Since we've done a non-video, just sit down, one mic, vibing. Yeah. It's been a while. But we are back for one of those with you guys today. It's going to be a little bit of a quick one. We just have strictly football. The regular season just ended. Week 17 ended on a very ugly foot with the Eagles just being gross, yeah. being slime balls. But good thing is we have only but good football coming up because the playoffs are around the corner. And this is the biggest wild card weekend we have ever had. There is an expanded playoffs, which means there are six, count them, six games this weekend. Not the four we used to. Only two teams total got buys, which I'm a fan of. I am too. So we got Big a time. lot of matchups to talk about. We're gonna come, we're gonna rumble through them um, as quick or as not quick as we so <laughs> desire. But it's gonna definitely be a quicker episode for you guys. We're gonna start with the NFC. The Green Bay Packers end the season 13-3. and They are the number one seed in the NFC with likely MVP Aaron Rodgers fronting that team. Yeah, he's been going off. I don't think he should be MVP. I do, I do think it's a Mahomes year, but he's probably going to wind up winning it. Just yeah. kind of how it goes sometimes. But they get the bye, so they're going to get the lowest seed that winds up winning that's going to be a whole fiasco trying to figure <laughs> figure all that out but we're not worried about that yet we're worried about this first game which is happening on Saturday at 4:40 Seattle versus the LA Rams divisional matchup these two teams have played each other twice this season i believe they split and Seattle is coming in four and a half point favorites to start how do you feel about this um, I feel like it's going to be a decently easy game for the Seahawks. I, there's also some question marks about who the Rams are even going to have at quarterback right now because golf is questionable. So that that's going to be tough right there, not not having your, your guy, even though we, we like to <laughs> put golf down as much as we can. But that, that is their guy. It is what it is. But, um... Russ likes to do Russ things in the playoffs. Yeah. So, uh, I gotta go with Seattle on this. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be right there with you. Um, the Rams have the best defense in football, and it's not particularly close. I think that's going to be a factor, but at some point, they're gonna have to score some points, exactly. and I don't know if they're gonna be able to do that consistently enough with a really good offense like Seattle. I think Seattle winds up winning it in a lower scoring game than it probably should be. The over-unders at 42. I'm hitting the hard under on this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take Seattle. I think Russ is very much so primed to make a run this year, more so than any other year. He's never had a receiver as good as DK Metcalf, and he's never had weapons around them as good as they've had. Absolutely. They've ended the season really, really well, too. They had a little skid towards the middle of the season, and they, it ended, they ended it very strong. And I think people are sleeping on Seattle. Yeah, absolutely, as they like to. Yeah. And people love to sleep on Russ for whatever reason. So, I don't know. Uh, I definitely think uh, he'll make it happen. 
And I wish it would have been uh, the Cardinals, even though I still got the Seahawks winning that game too. But I, I wish the Cardinals would have ended up making it in. Yeah, the, I think it would have been a much more fun game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, next one up, the night game on Saturday. We got the Washington football team, the four seed, the NFC East champions. Champions. Against that banner's t- going up. Against Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers. Chase Young said it coming off the field after they won. I want Brady. I want Tom. Give me Tom. Yeah. Well, and and I here's the thing. That's a recipe for disaster. That is. It's there's two things you don't do in sports. You don't call out Alabama, and you don't call out Tom Brady in the playoffs. No. Not because you're not excited to play him and excited for the challenge, but now you're just giving, you're giving him, him fuel. You're giving him fuel as if Tom even needed it. Um, it's been such a weird year for the Bucks because. They had a lot of growing pains, and they were very yeah. evident. I think. And it was expected. Yeah, it was certainly expected, but they were 7-5 and five at one point, and people yeah. were worried about them. They rattle off four straight wins to end the season, all for the most part in dominating fashion. They wind up 11-5 and five at the 5 seed, only a game back of the Saints, where if they would have beaten the Saints once this year, they yep. actually would have won the division. It's crazy. Which is... That, that one little thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three playoff spots. <laughs> Crazy. But the Bucks are coming in red hot. Washington is on a similar red hot streak, but they don't really have an offense to speak of. They have a fantastic defense led by Chase Young. Those guys on their defense are... I, I do very, give them. Their defense very, is dope, and Chase Young is a animal. Yeah. He gets to the quarterback like... I, I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Like, just, with the ease. It's very Bosa-like, it feels like. Yeah, but even better yeah and because he's huge so he's constantly getting pressure if not getting some sort of contact on the ball on the arm on the quarterback it's himself so i really like chase young in that uh front and their defense is dope but can they compete with a high-powered efficient tampa bay offense well and that's the thing if you ask me this when the bucks are seven and five i'm probably gonna take the football team yeah but you know, Gronk, all Gronk, Gronk right has settled in. Antonio Brown is making important plays for this team now as their like third option. Chris Sometimes Goblin the is doing option. what he's been doing, just balling. Yeah. The and, question mark is Mike Evans right now. Yeah. He's is, is he going to play? He's he's supposed to play. They say he's questionable, but with a, a high likelihood to play. Yeah. Mike has played very very well these last couple of weeks of the year mm. while the offense has started to click. He has been a big proponent of that. I think the Bucks kind of take this game really easily, truthfully. Yeah. They're seven-and-a-half-point favorites, and I think they cover. Like, I'm sure Washington will come out hot. Their defense will make a couple stops early. But once Tom gets rolling and gets comfortable and starts feeling it, there's not much you could do. No, there's not. There, there's not much you could do at all, especially with a team like Washington. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, we're both taking the Bucks there. We're both we both have the Seahawks. Both both have the Bucks. Uh, this next game is going to be way more interesting than I think any of you guys think. The Saints are really good, but the Bears have looked really really good when they look really good for whatever reason. For whatever reason, the defense is still just as good as we know the Bears' defense to be. All year, it's been an issue of whether or not they can score, and they have been able to do that. These yeah. last couple of weeks, they've been able to put up points. 
Uh, last week against the the Packers was kind of the offshoot on that, but I think that was the Packers really wanting that one seed. Yeah, without a doubt. And so I don't think the Bears are actually a threat in the grand scheme of things, but I think if there's an upset of these three games, this is the one to look out for. So we're right on the same page with it because I really do think that since everybody's sleeping on the Bears right now, the Saints possibly could be sleeping on them as well. They sneak into the playoffs. They're, they're going to be hungry. They're going to come out explosive. And the the Saints, obviously they have their issues here and there. But I don't know. Chicago could possibly come out swinging on them. Yeah, and I think my big issue with this game is that Drew Brees isn't healthy. No, and not so at all. If Drew does play, which I think he's supposed to play, he's playing with fractured ribs. Yeah. And and that goes along with what I said about them having issues throughout the year. So And there's rumblings that this is his last season now because of this injury, which yeah. is really just a tragedy to the league. Yeah. Drew Brees has been a staple. A staple and <laughs> one of the best to ever do it. So for him to go out this way would kind of not be great. He didn't get the tour he probably deserves. Yeah. But if it's not Drew Brees, is it going to be Jameis? Because it sure shouldn't be Taysom Hill. If Taysom Hill's starting this game, I do not like the way that this game is going to set up. Yeah. Could you imagine that Jameis gets to start in the playoffs and just goes off? Yeah, that'd be cool. And, and then the Saints make a playoff run and then play the Bucks, yeah. And then Jameis beats the Bucks. That would be wild. It would certainly be what, what kind of storyline would that, that be? If, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna give the Saints a chance to make a run with an with a not healthy Drew Brees, it's gotta be through Jameis. Yeah. And um, and, and Jameis has to play lights out. He has to play the best football he has ever played in his entire life. So and I, I do that? think the Saints still win this game. I don't think they cover even a little bit. They're eight and a Eight and a half point favorites, which I think is ridiculous. Um, the spread's also forty eight. <laughs> that I don't know how to feel about that. I, I don't like that at all. I'm thinking more towards like thirty ish. Hard under, huh? I'm going hard under. But I I like the Saints to still win it. But if of these three there is an upset to be had, it is this game. And then we're going to slide on over to the AFC. We have those three games. That Saints game is going to be happening on Sunday, the other two on Saturday. So we have pretty much a Sunday slate outside of the first one, which is Bills-Colts. This is a weird, weird matchup because the Colts have looked so incredibly good at times and so incredibly bad Bad. at times. (laughs) Yeah, It's a really, really strange team, and I think – Philip Rivers just fully emulates that <laughs> as as a quarterback in his whole kind of career arc. Yeah. But Philip Rivers comes to the Colts and they have a good year with him on their center. Jonathan Taylor's figuring it out as a running back as we kind of figured he would because he was so good mm-hmm. over there at Wisconsin. But I think the Bills are for real. Yeah, man. They have a legitimate shot at winning the Super Bowl. I think so too. I I think in my opinion the Bills are the second favorites, in my opinion. But then the AFC are just all... In general. So, like, I think they wind up playing Kansas City at some point, and the winner of that game wins the Super Bowl. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. But, yeah, like, the Colts, their defense is dope. But the Bills, they just seem so efficient, man. 
everything they're doing. Josh, Josh Allen, Allen and, and Diggs, Diggs is a one, match made in heaven. Apparently, like, there's not much we could really say about that that you don't already see every week. Yeah, them too. They have such a just solid connection. Yeah, and Diggs has just been playing lights out. This I mean, year. he said. Essentially every record that you could set for a single season as a uh, wide receiver over there in Buffalo this season. Yeah. In his first season there, they scored like 56 last week against Miami, who was a team that was trying to get into the playoffs. So this is a team that was trying. Buffalo kind of cared because they wanted to have this two seed, but yeah. not fully. And keep in mind, the Bills are a Hail Mary away from the one seed. <laughs> Because Kansas yeah. City lost this last week because they didn't really care because they actually had it bagged up already. Yeah. So they wound up losing to the Chargers. But had they still lost to the Chargers and the Bills won that Hail Mary game, the Bills are the one seed. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's, that's important to note. They're six and a half point favorites. I'm going to take that. I think the, the Colts are going to give them a fight all game because that Colts defense has been fantastic all year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be bend, don't break until that thing's broken. Broken. Yeah. Yeah. Got to go with the Bills. <laughs> so, next up, we got the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. This is the best matchup of the playoffs week or week one. This is the best one. <sighs> Lamar's been hot. The Ravens have figured it out a little bit mm-hmm. we, we've been talking about it all year they just been up and down very finicky Lamar hasn't really been able to get his footing everybody around him as well but they've looked good they've looked really good ever since uh their Thanksgiving fiasco yeah <laughs> ever since that they have looked really really good um when Lamar got healthy after getting COVID he came back settled in took a breath and they've been really, really good since. They are playing, though, the team with a 2,000-yard rusher in Derrick Henry. And this is the second year that you have seen Derrick Henry just absolutely take the world by storm. Ryan Tannehill has done exactly what he did last season. Tennessee's defense got a little bit better, too. And you have the emergence of A.J. Brown over there. Yeah. This is a scary team. You see, the Titans... I have them possibly being a contender for the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah. Like, if they do what they did last year and what they've, they're they doing now, because they got better f- from last year. Oh, yeah. And, like, how how can you sleep on that? There, there's no way you can continue to sleep on the Titans. They, they do everything great. Rabel's a great coach. Yeah. And I, I think they finally figured out the way they want to play, and yeah. they've really kind of stuck to it. My only issue is that offense is the streakiest thing in the world. It because, is. Because if it's not working outside of Henry, sometimes it just looks bad. Yeah, because that that's what makes Tannehill strive, is they have to respect Derrick Henry. Yeah. So Tannehill could get away with lackluster play at times, and really we, we get more than lackluster play from Tannehill. We get, like, good, we get yeah, more good than bad. Yeah. So, as long as you're getting both of them complimenting, complement uh, each other, <laughs> got <laughs> caught up right there. But, yeah, as long as they're feeding off of each other, you're cool. Like, you're going to be rolling like crazy. So, yeah, definitely watch out for the Titans. I, I think they're going to give Ravens some trouble. But if Lamar does what Lamar does and is able to get on the run and 
wiggle out of the pocket, it, it could be a fight. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I do think that this is going to be the best game of the weekend. I still like Tennessee to win it just because I don't think if Henry is rolling that the Ravens have enough to kind of keep up offensively. I love Lamar Jackson, but I don't think as a unit they have enough. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Titans in this one. I really do like Tennessee if they get out of this particular matchup because it's a strange one for them. Mm -hmm. If they can get out of this matchup, I like them moving forward as well. Yeah. And then we got the last game of the playoffs in the wild card week one. Division rivals, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland makes the playoffs for the first time in a long time. I got uh, Cleveland rolling over oh, I have, Pittsburgh. I have Cleveland by 10. Yeah, I, I got them rolling over Pittsburgh. Like Pittsburgh has been exposed, and we've been saying it all year. They haven't played anybody. Yeah, they go undefeated up until 10-0, and 11-0. Mm-hmm. And then that that was it. And they've just been getting exposed week after week after week. Corvette, Corvette. And, yeah, man. Like, And the Browns look good. Yeah. The Browns look good. I give it to Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, start of the year shaky, has really just locked in this season. They have Nick Chubb, who's fantastic, and Hunt, who they have made a fantastic one-two punch. Odell's out, and they've actually been better through the air without him, which yeah. is kind of interesting how that works um pittsburgh again they were 11 and 0 finished the year one and four probably should have been 0 and five they they win a squeaker against the colts yeah um i just don't like the way this team has played i don't like the way this team defensively has played because that's how they won a lot of their games to start the year people are figuring out how to cover chase claypool and without I don't know. Without the confidence that they had earlier in the season, I don't like them. Exactly. I also really don't like them playing the Browns week 17 and not trying to go for the jugular and not let them in the playoffs. Yeah. I, f- I think the fact that they let them in the playoffs is just really going to lead into two weeks in a row of just getting it handed to you. Because mm-hmm, they're going to have it in the back of their head. Like, yeah. oh, man, we got to go again. So. Well, and the Steelers are definitely going to think, oh, we didn't give it our all this time. That's fair, but the Browns are going to be like, oh, you guys let us in? That was a mistake. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, the Steelers could very much just be a 500 team. And here, here they are, 12-4, and four, but just the most, like, here you go on a silver platter type season. Yeah. So, And you run into a legitimate team. I think the Browns have what it takes to... Make a decent run. I don't, I don't like them to get out. If they win this game, which I think they will, I don't yeah. think they win the next one. But. Yeah. But they, they, they got, they're rolling right now. Especially because so. they'll have to play Buffalo. Yeah, I, I don't see them being Buffalo. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, Or the Chiefs. Don't play one of those two. I don't like that. I certainly don't like that. Yeah. But I do like the, the Browns in this matchup in particular. I think the Browns actually have a bad matchup against all of these teams, except the Steelers. So exactly. Shout out to them for getting this matchup. <laughs> shout out. I think they're going to run all over them. Chubb's going to have a great day, and Baker's going to make the plays he needs to. I got the Browns um, by three. Okay. I'm out of that. So they're covering because uh, they're three-point underdogs. Three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, I got them by a couple scores. Okay. So, 
I don't know how many, but a couple. I don't think it's a close game. Got you. But I, I do like all the matchups we have throughout the playoffs. Yeah, the only one I don't love is this... Um... To me, it's the Saints-Bears isn't the most appealing. Yeah. But you can still get down with it. Like, I'm not mad at it's it. It's the least appealing, but again, I think it's the most compelling of those games. Yeah. So it's kind of weird how that works. But... It's cool. And then you just got the Packers and the Chiefs lurking on the outside, ready to just pounce on whoever they got to play. Yeah, I'm really happy with the one by seed this year, just because now that other matchup of, say, just the two and the three seed win, right? Now they play each other. Mm-hmm. Those two teams both played last week. So you're getting a good three seed against a good two seed, but they both have a, only a week to prepare. Yeah. And only a week to recover. Whereas it would be. The Saints would be coming in playing the Seahawks, but now the Seahawks just had a shootout against the Rams, and the the Saints were just chilling. I don't I, when they have the same record like that. I always felt like it was a little unfair, and there's a reason that there hasn't been a team without a bye in the Super Bowl since Eli. Shout out Eli. So there's <laughs> there's a reason for that. Yeah, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun one. Again, it's the super wild card weekend, the biggest we've ever had. Hopefully, it stays this way. I'm very down for it to stay as the expanded. Playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for this. A- anytime you can expand the playoffs, it's dope. Yeah. Like the more teams that are in it, the better. The better. Yeah. Like I don't want to just see six teams in the playoffs. Like that's whack. Like give me as much as possible. Like I'm not talking about bad teams making it, but give me a little less than half. Of the league in the playoffs. Which is exactly what we got. And yeah. I'm very down for that. Absolutely. Very, very down for that. Um, before we get out of here, that's our playoff predictor. Um, we did have the New Year's Six Bulls this weekend. We had Ohio State play Clemson and what mm-hmm. turned out to not be as good of a game as we thought it was going to be. I think most people kind of assumed Clemson were going to roll over them. Did not turn out that way. Yeah. Justin Fields had a field day. Big shout-out to Justin Fields, especially after taking that hit to the ribs. I'm convinced they're broken. Yeah, I haven't too. heard nothing yet. I am too. I'm convinced they're broken, and he came out swinging. Swinging. Throwing bombs. and All game. I think that puts up some question marks with the draft as well. Like, do you possibly take Trevor? Or after seeing what uh, Fields does, do you maybe go with Fields? Yeah, and I think this is only a question mark because it's Jacksonville. Exactly. And you never know what they're going to do. I do yeah. think this is a Trevor draft. and I, I, I think so, too. But it's like now you could kind of debate it a little bit. Yeah. It's not the surefire, all right, it's uh, Trevor, no questions asked. Now yeah. it's like, all right, we want Trevor, but it's like maybe Fields? Yeah, and it puts up a question for the Jets now, too, with that two pick. Yeah. I thought the Jets were pretty confidently going to go ahead and draft uh, Penny Sewell. After not being able to get uh, Trevor Lawrence, I don't think quarterback is the biggest need in the world for the Jets because no. I think that they're still going to be bad, so they might as well be bad for another couple of years and get that O-line to be great. I think Sewell is going to be the best O-line in the league in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But Justin Fields looked good. He's got to be yeah. a tempting pick at number two. He, he's definitely tempting. I, I still want us to beef up the O-line. I don't think... If we get pieces around Sammy, that he'll be bad. I, I think it's definitely a system issue right now. We're not protecting him. We're not giving him time. He We're not putting him in, in a position to win. Yeah. And that's the biggest part. I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback, though. Uh, that's what I want to be clear. 
I think he's good. I think he can't be a franchise it's like quarterback. Like a Tannehill kind of guy. If we about. if we put pieces around him, I think he can make the most of it because he's an explosive player. So we'll see what happens with that. And just getting a quarterback a couple of years after we spend our third pick on a quarterback is tough. Yeah, so I, I don't like the regression right there. You waste a whole early top five draft pick and just throw it out of the window at that point. Yeah, but then you look at a team like Arizona who did it now. Look at them. They go get Josh Rosen early, high up in that same draft. I mean, yeah. And then they go get their guy at Kyler. It's really yeah. crazy how that works. But yeah. uh, Then the other game was Notre Dame-Alabama. Alabama did exactly what everybody knew they were going to do. Notre Dame needs to stop getting invites to the party because they're not going to drink <laughs> and have fun. <laughs> Just send Facts. them home. Facts. Send them home. Make sure you're home by curfew. Make sure you're home by curfew. And speaking of curfew, Steph Curry Mm. With a career-high 62 points this weekend. Crazy that it's a career-high for him because it feels like Steph goes off all the yeah, time. Yeah, I saw 62, and I'm just like, okay, cool. Nice night for Curry. You see his career-high, you're like, oh. Oh, and then you see Clay like, welcome to the party. Welcome to the club. Yeah. It's really, like he wasn't already there. <laughs> yeah, really, really cool night from him. And then, you know, Dame showed him some love after the game because they played each other. Yeah. Cool thing for Steph to finally get, like, a true, like, in the books career high like i think his career high was 55 beforehand which is a lot yeah but when when you have guys like devin booker scoring 70 it's just like why yeah. is that but this <laughs> not the same so it's really great, great night for steph and i think you're gonna see a lot more of that not just from him but from other guys around the league i think those big numbers are starting to come out now that we're two weeks into the season mm-hmm. and um we're really starting to feel it i think you're gonna see Trey Young and all these types of guys. Yeah. Really, and like hopefully Luca kind of figures it out and he starts joining that party too. It's tough with Luca right now because Porzingis is out right now, so all the attention's on Luca at the moment. They they don't have too much star power around him. So but, and by that you mean none. So yeah. <laughs> but, but we'll yeah. we'll get more into the NBA as these uh, wild card games are finished and there's a little bit less football to talk about. Yeah. But, well, once the NBA season's really in full swing. Absolutely. And we're going to be talking a lot about that Alabama-Ohio State matchup next week because that will be coming up the week after that. So, um, yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. Wild Card Weekend is coming up. We hope you enjoy it. And we have a very busy week on our end for you guys with content as well. So stay on the lookout for that. Make sure to follow us on all social medias at underscore the spectators. And we will see you guys next time. Later, everybody. Take it easy.